This episode of the CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have two convenient locations, Capitol Hill and Wallingford. I love going to Capitol Hill. I'll go order my food, whether it be tacos, burritos, or tamal. I love their tamales. They're fantastic. And then I'll go sit on the patio, enjoy my meal, and then wait for something interesting to happen. And given that it's Capitol Hill, something interesting always happens. If you don't have time to go to either location, you can always order through your favorite food ordering app, Uber Eats, Caviar, or Chow Now. They make it really easy to get all of your favorite items. So next time you're craving some delicious Mexican food, stop in or order. You'll be glad you did. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to subscribe, give me a follow, share a review on any of your favorite podcasting apps. We're on all your favorites, Shopify, Apple Podcasts, Ditcher, and iHeartRadio. Um, or you can just listen on the website, czmediapodcast.com. And then also, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos, Tacos, Margaritas, burritos, flautas, birria tacos. Oh, so delicious. Check them out. They're open late on the weekends, like to like two, I think. Um, so go check them out, Capitol Hill and Wallingford. And then to our newest sponsor, Soulmates. They are a sneaker shop in the heart of Capitol Hill. So if you are a fan of Jordans, Off-White, Yeezys, go check them out. Their website is SMS. If you're asking me why it's not soulmates.com, it's because someone already took it, but it is sms206.shop or .com shop. And then um, we're going to be doing a giveaway for something. So definitely follow. So on this show, I am talking to Coach Trisha Arcaro. Hi, Trish. Hi, Carlos. Hi, Coach. Hello. It's been a bit since you've been on the show. It's been a minute. Yeah, um, we're we're so happy to have you back. And Thank you. Some of the, I was going back and looking at the shows that brought the most comments, and a lot of them were Trish, Trisha, Coach, Coach shows. Oh, really? People like boxing here. That's good. I, I mean, like boxing too. It's um, people like boxing. And like, I don't even want to tell you really, but they, they don't associate 
coach Trish as a boxing coach. Oh, which yeah. Which is kind of whack. Oh, just because I'm a, a chick? Mm. Yeah, that's cool. But I, Not like I've never heard that before, dude. It is super whack, though. Mm-hmm. It is super, super whack. Well, it's it's a it's a conundrum, that's for sure. It, it makes no sense to me, so I don't pay too much attention. I, th- I think that the people who have this issue, though, are I mean, you're gonna. I think you're gonna disagree with me because you've had a, your experiences far more vast than mine. But I will say, currently, right now, it's the casual fan. Maybe so. Yeah, um, uh, I could tell you my my really favorite misogynistic story I ever experienced. And uh, my boxer, uh, my pro boxer, uh, Greg Cruz, who's the Chicano Cobra, he's still fighting with me. Um, We were in Oregon for his pro debut. And we're just sitting in the dressing room. And uh, uh, my co-coach, Jen, was sitting next to Greg on one side. I'm on the Mm -hmm. other side. And the referee walks in for, you know, instructions for the corners. And and he goes, Cruz, and Greg raises his hand, and he, he goes, where's your coaches? And he, he points his <laughs> thumbs to both of us flanking him, and right. the guy looks right at me and says, uh, do you have any experience? And I just looked at him, and I, and I bit my tongue, and I thought, not really something I want to make Greg real uncomfortable about right now, so I'm right. just going to take it on the chin. And I said, yes, sir, I've been a pro fighter myself and had a, a few pros my, myself under my belt. And then luckily to my rescue came Tom Mustin and Tom, <laughs> Who's a, a, a god, yeah, just a god in uh, the yeah. area. Yeah. He, he, uh, was an Olympic coach. Uh, he's put out multiple champions out of Tacoma boxing club. He's the head coach. Uh, yeah. he goes, Tartan, are you going to let him say that to you? <laughs> you sure you got enough experience? What's that about? And I was like, God bless you, Tom. So he took care of it for me. So, yeah, it's people who know me. Did he uh, chime in right away, do you think? Oh, literally, Did literally he? within seconds. It's like okay. the referee was in there. He pretended he didn't hear him, but okay. he heard him. It was beautiful. I, I, I appreciate it. He would have let you that that he would have let that slide for a couple seconds. It was a couple seconds, but and not much longer. Then chimed in. Oh, yeah. He let, he gave a couple <clears throat> seconds and chimed in like he just thought. It was absurd. I mean, that is pretty fantastic that he did that. Uh, it was unbelievably I, fantastic. Because I'm pretty sure that early on in his career, he might have had some. I would think so. I mean, he's like, he's about 80 years old now. I mean, so, geez, I mean, he's just... been around a while and he's also coming from a time period where, you know, mm. women weren't uh, accepted as much in sports. Like, yeah. it, I mean, I was, I'm a, I was born in 71. Like, I've had to... I had to basically fight for everything I've right. ever had as a, a, a gal uh, in sports. But I learned to lay down my sword and um, just kind of find my way. Right. I mean, maybe if we even want to talk about that. I don't think it's laying down your sword. Like oh. at that time, it wasn't laying down your sword. It was knowing that you needed to keep your fighter's head clear. Yeah. So I, I don't need him a, worrying about me embarrassing him in yeah. or anything like that. But, yeah, it wasn't that, my fight at that time. Having said that, this ref would have heard from you at some point, <laughs> very, very clearly. <laughs> Maybe the, that would have not. I mean, he would have deserved it. Well, right? I, I mean, all this shit we hear all the time. You know, like how do you coach men and women? Uh, you know, just kind of, just kind of silly stuff often. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You just kind of learn 
You just, it's not really my fight anymore. I've been a, a gal my whole life, so <laughs> it's not like it's not like it's something new to me. But that's the I mean, that's the beauty of of fighting. And it's like I talk about this all the time with, you know, the my co my friends, the people, my social circle where they're super into basketball or football. Mm -hmm. And I just don't relate to any of these conversations anymore mm -hmm. of team sports. I really don't like the traditional team sports. Mm. Uh, how come? Because there's too many ways to point the finger. Oh. Like right now, like the only way, the only reason that I know about this is because Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal entertains me. He's very funny. He's a very funny man. And um, he's on TNT, and then he does this. He does this bit where it's called Shacting a Fool, <laughs> where he just makes fun of players who make mistakes, basically. Okay. And they call it like, you're Shacting a Fool. <laughs> and, uh, the, you know, the, the panel is Shaquille O'Neal, Kenny... Oh, I don't know what his name is. Is he a basketball player? No, he's a commentator. Oh. Um, earn you know Kenny? Yes, he was a basketball player. He played for the Houston Rockets. It's not years Kenny and years Walker, ago. is it? No, it's Kenny Smith. Kenny Smith. Okay. So it's Shaq, Kenny Smith, Ernie, who is a commentator, and Charles Barkley. Okay. Which they're very funny. The uh, the four of them are very funny. But and, and this is what I don't like about these organized team sports is that. For say, uh, for example, they're talking about the the L.A. Lakers. <clears throat> On paper, they're a powerhouse of a team. Mm -hmm. LeBron James, Russell uh, Westbrook, uh, Anthony something or other. He's the unibrow guy. <laughs> On paper, they are a you know three time champion team with powerhouse players, and they're not doing great. So all they do is talk about pointing the finger of who's not doing their job. LeBron is doing too much. Russell's not doing enough. Yeah. Anthony is. I don't like that at all. Yeah, it's not cool. I just don't. Uh, um, I just don't like that. Whereas, um, in my opinion, um, boxing, MMA, mm. Formula One racing, or any sort <laughs> of racing, yes, you do have a team behind you, mm -hmm. right? You still need to. I mean, obviously, F one drivers aren't building their cars. Uh, 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 fighters aren't training themselves they yeah. need trainers yeah but when it comes right down to it it is the athlete alone yeah out there yeah and th that to me is just so pure and supersedes anything when it comes uh, if, if you're comparing it to team sport yeah it's the most honesty there is that's for sure it's a exposure at its finest absolutely and uh <laughs> Like I lose people when I say the F one out there because it's like they have cars and they have engines, but right. But no, they still... they gotta drive it and and uh, they've gotta navigate other drivers. It's no and, joke at and, high speeds. Exactly, um, but we, you know we've you you're you're a coach. So, I mean, the past two years has been a little bit tough for boxing. <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> it's been a royal crap show. And, um, fans of the show know that I had uh, Jose Cervantes on a couple a couple of shows ago. Jose Cervantes in the amateurs has knocked out a couple of my fighters. He, Man, he's, he's no joke. He's uh, you know, the little story, the little fun story that I like to tell about him is that when I first met him years and years ago, I was 
he like he was a little scary to me. Mm. Like the, the tattoos. Yeah, tons and, of tattoos. <laughs> and then just the way he carried himself, but he is just like this one of the sweetest guys. Yeah, he's a I really know. good dude. A great fighter. Sweetest guy. So, you know, he has a fight coming up in March. And uh, we talked a little bit about <clears throat> uh, mostly what we spoke about was how do you balance a professional pro career, a demanding job, because he's up 10 stories on a construction crew and a family with three. Mm. So that was the, 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 the crux of what we spoke about. But then I did mention that boxing had kind of lost me. In the last couple of years, yeah. I didn't. I don't really think that boxing did a good job of maintaining fan viewership during, um, well, since 2019. Maybe the beginning part of COVID, yeah. Right. I feel like it's kicking butt the past uh, six months. It's well, the, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about because on the national right for mm. pay per views and mm. all of these big fights, I don't think it's been very good. And I think mm. that MMA, I think Dana White in the UFC has just superseded and has converted over a bunch of boxing fans. Oh, that's interesting. Because of how they've managed it and how even during shutdown, they've been there's been a UFC card every weekend, just about. Yeah, it was in Florida, right? All the time. No. So was the it? UFC did a fantastic thing of building this eighty million dollar. Uh, facility in yeah. Vegas. Yeah, that makes sense. So they were able to have their own bubble yeah. in Vegas. They could and, actually quarantine <clears throat> the people there. Yeah, they could mm-hmm. actually quarantine it. And uh, I heard, no, you know who it was? Oh, what's his name? Rick. We know oh, who Oh, yeah, is. Rick Glazer. Rick Glazer. That, that guy's amazing. In, at the end of 2019, after a few UFC cards that happened in the Performance Institute yeah. in Vegas... I said, how come boxing isn't doing this? How come boxing can't do something somewhere else? And then he flat out said that boxing is either going to do it big or they're not going to do it at all. So they needed to have fans or they weren't going to do it. Yeah. So to me, that meant, and because I believe that he has his pulse on what the finger, he has his finger on the pulse of the boxing business side. Yeah. Like, that was a super missed opportunity, I believe. It could have been, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's hard to say. I I feel like boxing's been steamrolling it. There's been great matches. I mean, there's been great matches. Are you talking about local or... No, 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 the the high level. The local has been nothing. I mean, in July of last year, Greg and I uh, just needed to get going again. Yeah. And so we we knew we were going to be an opponent... Uh, we picked the weight class above, actually two weight classes above. So it is for the people who don't know, tell me what mm-hmm. we, we're going to be an opponent means. Okay. So that means that uh, even if you beat the guy, you're probably not going to beat the guy. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're going in there for their guy to get a win. And um, so the guy needs to be on the floor unconscious to get yeah, a win. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And where was this? This was in uh, Arizona. Okay. It was uh, a great opportunity. Uh, just decided to go for it. Um, Greg had been out, off and out of the gym for a while and then came back uh, like right about the first lockdown in Seattle. And the so, first one, yeah, the first one, two of Jesus. them. Uh, it was real fun. Uh, running a business, uh, running a gym business. Oh, it was like a good this time. whole other show about yeah. how nonsensical that was. It was a good time. 
So we started training, and then during the lockdowns, I still trained uh, my pros, and yeah. uh, some online, uh, some in person, some outside. We just made it work. And so we kept training, and he was just getting his, his stuff together, getting himself together. And so we went to Arizona in July, took a four-round fight. Uh, Greg had been fighting at 130. We took this fight at 135 because he was already at weight, and uh, he had been in shape, and we thought, you know, uh, I offered him the fight, and he said, yeah, let's take it. So I said, okay, we're going to take it. And then he started to want to back out a little bit, and I said, nah, dude. <laughs> you said, yeah. Nerves, I'm going to go believe. with, yeah, I'm going to go with your first uh, instinct, sure. and I'm really happy with your first instinct, so let's just go for it. We got nothing to lose, got nothing to lose. Let's just go for it. Right. You'll do fine. You'll do great. And this will <clears> tell you if you really want to fight or not. Right. And he did fantastic. He won the crowd over. He was outstanding. I had a blast with him. Nice. He was easy to travel with, and he did a great performance. And, you know, it, uh, when I talked to my buddy and Molly, she watched it. She thought he might have lost it by like a half a round, and uh, other people thought he won the fight. Uh, I think it would he barely eked it out or it was a draw uh, yeah. if it was a realistic situation. But it was their guy, so right. that kid got the nod, but Greg got confidence, and we got going. And... There was just nothing out there unless you're backed by a good promoter. You weren't going to get a good fight during COVID. You were going to be an opponent. And yeah, I mean, there's been several guys from Seattle that have gone and been knocked out. Uh, they've gone other places. They've fought. One got a win one time, but mostly it's been a lot of losses. And Greg's at an age where he can't get a bunch of losses. Like He's got to have a few opportunities to get his feet wet get some experience and then he's got to be tested. He right. doesn't have a lot of years in the game. So we've just got to be smart and careful about how we do things. Mm. And then what, I mean, basically what you just said is amplified. Well, it's, it, it's, a, it's a strong statement in COVID time where mm. if you're going to go, you're going to be an opponent Yeah. in non COVID time. It's even more so I believe because there's so many more promotions that are out there. Yeah. That want you to come. Yeah, but you can be more selective. So, I mean, it used to be you bought, <clears throat> bought fights in Mexico. Now yeah. you don't buy them anymore. I mean, you pay for them, but you don't buy a win. You, mm. you have to earn your win. You're going to get a, uh, you're going to get, uh, we at least have a connection with our manager is uh, Leonard Gabriel out of Fisticuffs Boxing in Vancouver, Washington. Mm -hmm. And he has a connection in Mexico, uh, okay. in Tijuana. And so we can get, good opponents, guys that are going to challenge our guys, but we should win as long as we perform. And so we did go down, uh, and got one fight, uh, before, uh, 20, God, what year is it now? 2022. <laughs> I don't know. It was in 2021. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I can't even remember what year it is. Uh, it's like a blur, uh, in 2021 at the end of the year, I think it was like October or something like that. Yeah. We went to Tijuana. Greg had a really hard guy to fight, but uh, dispatched him pretty well. Oh, stopped okay. it. It was nice. But we had to pay, you know, we had to pay quite a bit of money to travel to San Diego, stay in San Diego. Right. But then again, when you say pay, it doesn't mean pay the other opponent. It means paying your expenses. Oh, no, to we, we pay there. for their purse, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, we pay their purse um, because it's called the Big Punch Arena. But it's like a little shithole bar. It's amazing. It's really an amazing environment. It was awesome. I'm, I'm, you have to bring your own toilet paper. <laughs> hey, that's Mexico, man. In Mexico, when you go to places, there's usually, and this is a job, 
there is, and it's usually a lady mm-hmm. who is right out front of the bathroom <laughs> and you give her a buck and then she hands you a couple little squares of toilet paper. Oh my God. That is normal. I know exactly what that I is. I believe it. Yeah. So we, we did get our fight down there and then unfortunately we were supposed to just have one in February or in January and it got canceled because of the Omicron variant, which was so annoying to me. Uh, that that was Mexico? really, yeah, it was really frustrating to me, but the commission canceled it. They were, they were paranoid about if somebody from the States came over, got the virus and then had to quarantine for 14 days, whose dime was it going to be on? What was going to be the problem? All kinds of nonsense. And I mean, I'm sure they could have put that in the disclaimer. I'm or sure they could have. I would have rather had the fight. Instead, we went down to San Diego and got really good sparring from, uh, uh, a coach I know, his his guys down at at the arena. So Coach Bashir Abdullah, mm. uh, we hooked up with them for some sparring, and we made it a sparring weekend. It was it was really good. So it got canceled while you were down there. No, before we went down, but I already but bought my tickets, anyway, and I anyway? thought, yeah, I thought the guys were making weight. Like you know what, making weight is, <sighs> That's you know, battle, it's man. so much discipline, and it's like. To, to make weight and then have it get canceled, it was like I had to do something for right. him. So, I, like, I found out two days before we were going to leave, and I said, man, I got to do something. So I, like, blew up Bashir's social media, blew up his phone, <laughs> like, trying to get him, get him on his phone before Greg got to training. So I had something positive to tell Greg. Right. So I did. Uh, like I said, I got you rounds of sparring. We're going to go hang out for the weekend in San Diego. We're going to get our work done and... That sounds fun. Yeah, it was fun. But yeah, like for us, we're we're starting late. It's not like I've got somebody who's been boxing since he was eight. So I don't. it's not like I got any big backing or that Greg's going to be, you know, a world contender. We're just, what we're hoping for is just one good opportunity and we upset somebody. Man, that's a movie right there. That's all we want. And to be catapulted into some opportunity. That's mm-hmm. all. We would just want to see what we could do. So this is Greg Cruz. Yeah. And what's his social media handle? It's uh, what is it? C Cobra C underscore Cobra two hundred six, I believe, on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, you can always go to our Carol Boxing, and he's tagged all over the place. He is super ripped. He's he's fighting at one twenty six now, and he is like five eleven, five ten. Holy it's, mackerel! It's beautiful. Ugh, I'm so fat. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to make one twenty six. Man, I, that is, li- I would be dead. Yeah. I don't think I think my bones weigh more than one twenty six. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, it's been rough on the local level, dude. But um, on the national level, man, there's been some international level. There's some the, great fights. Okay, I'm, I'm, my first inclination is who you haven't watched. You haven't watched Tank. You haven't watched Linares. You haven't watched Porter. Yeah, you haven't watched Crawford. You haven't watched Spence. You haven't watched Lomachenko. Those were okay. You, you've mentioned seven guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those and, were. Two years. Yeah, and, and there's plenty more. Like, there's been some really exciting fights. Benavides has fought. Um, you've gotten all kinds of fun stuff. It's been good. Mm-hmm. It really has See. been. And there's it's packed this year. It is really good. And on top of it, I am going April 30th to Madison Square Garden to watch Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano fight. Nice. It's a dream. It's going to be a good year. That's a good ticket. Mm-hmm. In the at Madison Square Garden. Oh yeah, they're headlining. Oh, I want to go. And Jake Jake Paul of all people is promoting Amanda Serrano. 
he gave her 300 grand of a bonus out of his purse. Okay. He paid all the fighters oh, on right. his, I know. I'm not like, I'm not thrilled. I don't want to touch this. I'm not it's I'm not thrilled it's him either, but hey, he on it's taken him to promote women's boxing along with Eddie Hearn. I mean, that's whatever. Uh, isn't that something? Uh, I mean, isn't that something? Isn't that a bummer that um, Bob Aaron was just quoted as saying, nobody cares about this fight, it's women fighting. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, he said it out loud. But, okay, so. <laughs> I mean, he's old. He's in, like 90-something. In, uh, But that is why boxing has lost me. Mm. Because they don't do that inherently. Mm-hmm. UFC loves their female fighters. Yeah, but they me, also I'll rip. This. I'll tell you what, though. They, they are they abuse their fighters. They Those guys don't get paid well, and they abuse them, and they don't have any ability to make any money outside of it. They're, so there's some pluses and minuses. It, agreed, 100%. Right? right? So there's the only pluses thing that and I will minuses. Say, the only thing that I will say is that there literally is one UFC event Every week, yeah, for sure. But but also, look at saying that. Look how much those guys get paid, and look how much money Dana White and the crew is making putting on one show that often. And so then the the uh, true agreed. So then the the counter to that mm-hmm. is: Would fans rather see half as many fights? And the answer is no. Maybe, so basically, maybe. I, I don't know. So basically the fighters are saying I will do my job for this amount to keep the sport going. Well, they don't really have an option. It's not like there's another option. Well, you could do Bellator. There's like two of them. They're springing up more. I yeah. mean, uh, the, the uh, Paige Van Zant, right? She was a mm-hmm. big UFC fighter. Yeah. And then she went over to bare knuckle, bare knuckle boxing. Yeah, but bare knuckle boxing is taking everybody just before they retire, and people are making good paychecks. Yeah. People love she it. She said that she made more money. Oh, in easy. That fight. Oh, yeah. I mean, so what I'm saying is that they're there. Yeah. But I mean, the, as a fan. Yeah. Right. I think. I mean, everybody always complains. Boxing's had ups and downs. I was just watching the documentary, The Kings. If you haven't no, seen okay. it, holy... Is that Muhammad and... No, it's it's Leonard Duran Hagler Hearns. Okay. I'm not tell you what. It's a beautifully done documentary because it talks about the business side of things. Yeah, it's a, which is pretty... Uh, it's ugly and gross. Yeah, it's just as bad as... UFC is no different. No, I don't know. They're I mean, all actually, crap. Actually, the mob is literally part of UFC history. Mm-hmm, for sure. So, like, I just think, you know... I'm excited about the fights that have been out there. I'm I'm looking forward to um, many more of them. I mean, Tyson Fury, that was such a blast. Oh, my goodness. That was a great fight. Oh, I have the worst story for okay. Fury, Deontay, part three? I don't know. No, yeah. two. I don't remember. I bet a hundred bucks, <laughs> which I thought was on Tyson, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I was a few margaritas Oops. in. I bet oh, that like that at that point, a hundred bucks had been my biggest bet ever. <laughs> and then when he, when because I knew Tyson was going to beat him. Mm, I mean, Deontay yeah. beat himself way before the fight even started. He was but, lifting weights. 
Yeah, he was lifting weights too. Yeah. And you can't, you yeah. can't learn a whole style. When you started boxing in your early twenties, yeah, you can't learn a whole new style of boxing there, there's in been, your early thirties. There's been like, uh, I know two fighters that could do change rhythms during a fight. Uh, one is Marco Antonio Barrera. Yeah. And he's my most favorite fighter of all time. He could go from brawling to boxing to whatever. Right. In a, in a fight. That's unheard yeah. of. The second guy, uh, I was actually just doing film study on him, and that was, uh, crap, Junior, Gary Russell Jr. Oh, oh did he just get beat? Uh, he might have, but I was watching a fight of his from 2020. Yeah. Holy cow. He, uh, Nayem Mabar, the Mongolian guy, he fought him. Yeah. Dude, he, all in one fight, he was running, he was pot-shotting, he was brawling, he was walking the guy down. He did all four of those things in mm. different rounds. I have I, to look at that. Oh, it's fascinating. I, I was just fascinating. So I don't care, like, if boxing isn't being, like, number one with all the fans. Like, I get excited about something like that. I just want to watch that. But you and I are real boxing fans. Yeah. Work. There's there's enough screaming girls for Ryan Garcia to help make enough money Man, for somebody. <laughs> Man, I, I think he's bringing him up. He just signed with a fight with, or is he signing a fight with hmm. who? I think he signed it already, but I don't know who. I tell you what's I'm really excited about, though. Oscar Valdez and Shakur Stevenson. Are you ready to watch Oscar Valdez get cleaned up? So, he is going to get his clock cleaned. You know, uh, Shakur Stevenson, I like his style. Mm. I mean, he's Mayweather. He's he's going to be better than Mayweather, yeah, I think. He's a Mayweather, uh, very defensive, Keep, which I will bring this back to local boxing. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and say it, very Jose Valenzuela-ish. Mm-hmm. I mean, have you have you have you seen his last couple of fights? Yeah, he looked good. His last fight, he made uh, what's his name not look good. Uh, uh, Austin, what yeah. Austin Delay, I, I Delay. Like his yeah. last two. I fights. was I was like his last fight because that that guy's no joke uh, that he fought. Yeah, and he made him look dude. he made him look not very good at all. It was the, nice. The ability to use your lead hand mm. to keep him, but then still have the speed mm. to counter. Yeah. It's very special. Yeah, he looks, he's very nice and uh, he's sparred my guys before and he's very tough and he's vicious and yeah. he really wants to win. And he has a big fight coming up in March. Yeah, who's he, who's he fighting? Oh, I don't know. But it's a, a little step up, isn't it? Yeah, because he has a real training camp this time. Yeah, that's I don't know good. If this is, uh, They're down in San Diego, I think. Yeah. 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 I was, I, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago and he's like, I'm here for what, six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So that must mean they're yeah. putting money into him. Yeah, they're putting is, money is they, the thing into they're, him. They're slowly building him along. But yeah, very, we'll see what he I can mean, do. I may be crazy, but I see Shakur in that, mm-hmm. and I see early Mayweather in that. Mm-hmm. Just the wide well, stance. Shakur, since he was 14, I mean, I met him when he was 14 uh, yeah. because I had a fighter at the national camp, and... And uh, he was at that national camp at 14 and he was toasting people of at 14. He yeah, is just super good. He's a mastermind. He's a he's a precision surgeon. Patient. Yeah. High boxing IQ. High IQ. See, I don't think Gervonta has a high boxing IQ. I, I actually disagree. Yeah. I. Yeah. I'm a little 
I at first I I was not a tank fan, and yeah. then I don't know his last fight. I was just watching him. I was like, huh. I actually think he is pretty smart. But in the ring, I don't think anyone thought Leo Santa Cruz had a shot. I, well, I mean, he's too little. Too small. Yeah, too little. I mean, this dude throws twelve hundred punches a fight. Yeah, he's too There's small. There's no power behind. Well, I no. Mean, I mean, that's. I mean, it's it's. It's not unusual for people to be brought along like that that are special. Like it's not for a tank to fight Santa Cruz who's small, right? But have has a name. That's not unusual. That's that's boxing one hundred and one. Right. Bringing mean, somebody along, right? What I'm saying is that as I mean, I mean, I have to revere a Mexican boxer because he's really good. Mm, mm. And then yeah, he had really good fights against mm. uh, Abner Mares. Well, well, Leo Santa Cruz doesn't get tarnished by his loss to Tank. No, no, he he's still brilliant it's and the, brilliant. Well, if I can relate this to UFC, mm-hmm. um, there was uh, Israel Adesanya was a welter who went up to light heavy, mm. didn't get knocked out, but got but lost. Mm. And it's still it, it's like, yeah, you don't lose anything. No, but you don't lose it. It's it was like, like when Canelo lost to Mayweather. It catapulted <laughs> his career. Right. You know, it, the timing was good for that. Yeah. Right. I mean, this, and given and, that Mayweather wanted nothing to do with the rematch. Yeah, I wouldn't want to either. I mean, you're he's four. I mean, he's way older. Like, why yeah. would you? That's dumb. Right. That's not smart. Uh, let's see. Which, what? 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 What's in the horizon? Like, well, mm-hmm. who's good in boxing that uh, that is coming up? I'm trying to think. You You know, I don't. I don't really know a lot of names. I watch. Um, I usually will type in YouTube or something like a certain weight class. Uh, if I need to see, if I want to watch film study, I'll do that. So I don't really know names exactly other than like, you know, I love Linares or I like Oscar Valdez or I definitely like uh, Shakur Stevens. I love Rashidi Ellis. That guy's not fighting much now. He, he, I don't know if he's got a contract problem or whatever. That guy's brilliant mm. he's a uh, fast he doesn't have a lot of power uh but i'd like to see him fight more uh or see if he has power he hasn't shown yet um i don't know there's just a, a ton of people out there and yeah. I mean, you know i mean there's thousands and thousands of boxers and you only there's see the top more. notch there's definitely more boxers than ufc fighters mm. But I mean, it's yeah, because it takes a lot longer. I mean, UFC, you have so many skills. Like I'm, I'm training. I'm doing the striking and the strength and conditioning for um, a guy who's going to turn pro in MMA. And um, what it takes to get decent at your different skills. So he came and boxed with me as an amateur because he wanted to learn boxing for, yeah. to turn uh, pro as an MMA fighter. Later, he wrestled as a as a kid his mm-hmm. whole life, and um, so he wanted to get his boxing. He lived in uh, Thailand for a while, did some Muay Thai for about a year and a half or two. All right. Yeah, so he's just kind of working on all his little skills, getting a base. Uh, he's doing a lot of jiu-jitsu. He's doing a, a bunch of tournaments in jiu-jitsu right now. And then he's trying to link up with that Matt Hume gym. Okay. He's working with them. The um, You know, they were on the, what was that, Ultimate Fighter Recently? the Like the latest season? No, a long time ago. Okay. okay. Uh, so they've got... I don't know UFC very well, sorry, so I don't know the names, but they've got some top level UFC okay. fighters there okay. over in Bellevue or, or Wood. Okay. I don't know yeah, where it's I at. Yeah, I have no idea. I've I, only seen. I guess it's further. I can't remember where it's at. Okay. Don't don't quote me. I don't I don't know anything about <laughs> UFC or MMA, but um, it's been fascinating to train this guy, and 
him start to have the realization of how much more work he has to do for him to be ready for his pro debut for MMA because there's so much to it. You're right. It's like it, there's so much to it. But you, I mean, you look at any of these MMA dudes, they have their striking coach as a core component of their team. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that they is super it. important. It's because really when important. you're standing up, like Dustin Portier, yeah. right, has a really, really good gang, uh, ground game, mm-hmm. but his ability to strike is what let him beat Connor this last time, which I don't know if you saw that. But, I didn't see it, no. Oh, my goodness. Like, we were, wife and I were in Mexico, and I was cheering like an idiot. <laughs> That's of, awesome. Of of Dustin beating Connor in this super spectacular way, um, I mean, but yeah, you know, there's so much. So we talked a little bit about the national stuff and the ongoing stuff, but what about Arcaro? <laughs> Tell me about what's going on at your gym. Uh, you know, we're starting to see more numbers come in of people. Uh, we've just been just our nose to the grindstone. Uh, I have nine amateurs. I have two pros and they have stuck with me through all of COVID. So Greg and who? Uh, Greg and Matt's my MMA. Oh, okay. Pro. I got it. Got yeah, it. Got he, it. he, uh, he's the one that, uh, he, his keep breathing MMA is his handle on, uh, Instagram. He, uh, those are my pros. And, um, I've got, uh, a heavyweight amateur, uh, with two, two fights. David, he's, a six, nine, Sheesh. 200 pounds. 6'9". Yeah. And, uh, that's Tyson Fury height. Yeah, it's pretty dope. And he's, Although, he's how, not how that much big. Does he weigh? No, he's 200 pounds. Oh, he's got We're gonna, like we just pounds to go. What they just, yes, they just changed the um, weight classes again. And, uh, for pros or for amateurs? Amateurs. Amateurs. Yeah. So 139, 89 and then 203 plus. So he's going to be in a sweet division, 189 to 202, 203. Which is like cr- cruiser weight, cruiser I guess, or is it heavyweight? Light and, heavy. Yeah, something like that. So he's. So it's light heavy cruiser. I have to look at what the names are now in the right. amateurs, but for those weight classes, but he'll be just below the the, the last weight class, which so, should be great. So then if you're 6'9, mm-hmm. Is the plan to bulk up? Is the what's no, the plan here? You know, the plan is just to get him more connected. He was a basketball player before, had some uh, knee injuries and stuff. The more, it's just getting more connected and and so that he can use his hips to really throw a good punch. Man, and also to get these <laughs> get these tall guys staying long. <laughs> they all like to, all my big guys like to fight on the inside, and they're all tall like Greg. Like their reach, I'm like, you guys need to start boxing. What are you doing? You got to move more when you're. Yeah, on the outside. what are you doing? <laughs> when you're on the inside, you kind of think you can take it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's my mentality. Yeah. If I ever get into a fight, I'm boxing up, staying on the inside, and then just. Like, yeah, well, you don't just, want it to be at the end of any street fight punch. No, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've got the I've got David. Um, just bringing him along. This year is just really the year. To learn, 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 and develop, and develop, develop next year. I think. Well, I think we'll take Golden Gloves this year, but next year I'd like to see them really uh, do better at a higher level. And I've got uh, Reth right now, who is six two and one hundred thirty nine pounds. He fights at okay. Yeah, he's he's nice size. And then uh, Andrea, she's fighting at one hundred sixty five pounds, and so uh, eventually we want to take her down to one fifty four. So those are my three uh, elite boxers in my amateur team. 
and I have several just we're working on bringing along. It's that just, want to? Yep. It's like just, what, what, what takes a long time. These? Oh, they're, you know, I don't, I don't coach any kids. I just, I coach just uh, like 18 and above. So that the, uh, <laughs> so what, once you think that they're ready, it's like giving that push. Yeah. To let's, let's do a competition. Yeah. It's scary to get in that ring for the first time. <laughs> it's, it's so fun though. Oh, I, love, I mean, I love fighting. Okay, uh, I hate uh, everything else around it. I hate the ring walk. I hate being on stage, but I, I love locks. fighting. I do not like ring walks one single bit. No, they're a waste of time. It's the, <laughs> I mean, if you have that personality, if you're out there, yeah, you'll good. dig it. Yeah. I mean, I've only had the opportunity to do a few and that wasn't as a fighter. It was as just a, like the entourage. It was. On, and I didn't like I didn't do it. Yeah. I just that's not me. Yeah. It's not me not either. Not me at all. Yeah, I, don't I want understand. That at all. <laughs> I understand. Uh, but I <laughs> my claim to fame in boxing, which I only send these YouTube videos to <laughs> my very, very close friends is my one sparring session, which was on. Was that one of those smokers at Seattle Boxing? Yes. That's awesome. There were two-minute rounds. (laughs) Exhausting. I felt so proud. That's really good. You should. It looked pretty horrible. It was a shit show. Right. (laughs) And then thinking, even even, uh, watching it like two months later, I was like, I should have murdered this guy. I should have had this guy on the floor. All that shit goes out the window. Gone. Yep, gone. Gone because as soon I, uh, as someone taps you, <laughs> as soon as someone taps you with their glove <laughs> on your head, mm-hmm. it's like holy smokes, they're gonna smash my face. Yeah, it's it's funny the things you think. It's it's, it's a trippy sport. It, it is super, which is why again, in all forms, boxing, MMA, I super love it. Yeah, all the fighting arts, martial artistry is to me the most intriguing. It's it's like what's what I love spending my time doing. Thank goodness that's my business because I love it. Right. So, what are you looking for? What does our Carol Boxing want to do in twenty twenty two? Um, you know, I just want to keep developing these fighters. They're they're doing well. They're performing well. Um, I'm I'm able to start being a little more technical with them. So mm. I'm starting to work with them on like guard control and working on. Um, you know, inside fighting, I'm, I'm able to do a little bit more with them because they've been sticking it out and working so hard. So I, I just want to start winning some more fights and getting these guys opportunities. Are you looking for more? No, dude, I am. My stable's full right now. Is and it? yeah. And as a matter of fact, uh, COVID's the best thing that ever happened to me because holy smokes, I know <laughs> it's the best thing that ever happened to me. I am training them exactly the way I want to train them. Mm. And because there was no fights on the horizon. Yeah. I didn't have any uh, kickback, really. Like, they really, they had to train the way I wanted to train them. So we really break down. So by kickback, do you mean resistance from mm-hmm. the fighters? Yeah, they're, you know, because right. fighters wig out. They're all nut jobs. Uh, I'm not joking. <laughs> they're all nut. I tell them all, you're all nut jobs. I just coach a bunch of nut jobs, and I do. They're, they're just nut jobs. So they start thinking all kinds of wiggy crap when the, there's a potential fight on the horizon. It's like, I look at them, I'm like, what are you doing? I mean, like, what are you doing? It's kind of that's human nature, though. Yeah, it? I know that's fine, but like they're still nut jobs. Away. Yeah, they're just nut jobs. I, I just, I was a nut job when I fought. I just, you just do stupid shit, and you're like out of your skull half the time because you're so nervous. I told someone the other day that you fought Holly Holmes. Oh yeah, 
like their eyes bugged out. Yeah. They're like Holly Holm knocked out Ronda Rousey Holly Holmes. Yeah, but but I'm telling you, there's a difference between getting kicked or hit by Holly Holm. Because to me, uh, maybe when we fought, like she didn't hit that hard. She hit me a lot. I, I took a lot of punches. Uh, I, I did a crap job of knock, uh, you know, cutting off the ring. It definitely, it, it was a style in favor of her. Mm. But yes, uh, she hit me a lot, but not any power. That's what was annoying about it. It's just pity patty stuff. Yeah. And she was good at it. Yeah. And she did exactly what she needed to do. With those legs. Yeah. I, I'm not taking a kick by her. Sheesh. I don't want to get picked by anybody. Yeah. I'm not kicking. Actually, it infuriates hurts to me. kick. Yeah. Have and you, it, it infuriates me. Have you kicked your heavy bag? Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. I've done it for some core kind of workouts and to understand mm-hmm. turn over the hips, but it doesn't I don't know, feel good. I don't know what. Well, first <laughs> of all, I'm zero athletic. But I have a heavy bag. It's here in my living room. It's hanging up. And <laughs> I've tried to kick it as hard as I can. And I hurt myself. We need video of this. Oh, no. It's <laughs> pathetic. It is so pathetic. Kicking is quite an art. It's a beautiful art. It really is. Um, the only time that I had formal training in learning how to kick was during my even more pathetic attempt at <laughs> learning capoeira. <laughs> With a shout out to Circle of Fire and Seth Martinez. That's awesome. And uh, we trained up in Green Lake. And then, you know, Capoeira has a bunch of kicks. And I just don't have that. Yeah. My body just does not move that way. Yeah, your knees. I would say more my hips. Yeah. My hips do not know how to move. (laughs) I'm Frankenstein. I move like Frankenstein. Like seventh grade dance. Exactly. All right. Exactly. I, I have no rhythm. Um, my buddy Paris, whenever I try to do a stupid, uh, like a dad Instagram dance, tank, uh, yeah, any sort of dance, he's like, yo, um, you're off, you're, you're off rhythm, bro. <laughs> and you're right. Not only do I have zero rhythm, but I have zero ability to move, which makes me even less ryth- yeah. ry- rhythmic. It's nice. Yes. But those times where I'm just standing still and then like I'm moving up and then I kick, it hurts. Yeah. It is it, it really hurts. Yeah, kicking's a whole different ball game. That's for sure. I don't like it. Yeah, I, that's not my favorite thing either. I like the <laughs> I like the fisticuffs myself. I, I do tend to rather prefer to hit somebody. Yeah, straight up with straight up knuckle sandwiches. With just I'm just gonna hit you in the face. Yeah. Um so our caro is on twelfth and Jefferson. Mm. Am I correct? Yeah, twelfth, yep. right? I mean, mm-hmm. I get twelfth and tenth. So no, it's confused. yeah, twelfth and Jefferson. Twelfth and Jefferson. Yeah. Um, other than training pros and mm-hmm. amateurs, and you know, you're full with those. Yep. How can someone benefit from coming over? Like, are you taking on? Oh yeah, new new clients new for clients. sure. Yeah, fitness classes. We do uh, sparring fundamentals once a month. We've got a uh, uh, mitt work uh, class twice a month. Uh, just okay, regular I have a fitness classes. Question about this mitt work. Yeah, yeah. You weren't a fan of mitt work. I'm I'm not a fan of mitt work. Um, okay, as I, in, am I calling you out now? No, no, no. You're good. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm. I think mitt work has to be done in context. Like, okay, when you watch these guys doing mitt work, like uh, for social media, and right. I I just dislike it. That's poor. This is where Ryan Garcia comes in. Yeah, poor form on the punches and. Like the mitt work person's doing all the work, and I—it's just not—it's not my thing. Like I use, 
Mitt work is a training tool. But people have fun hitting the mitts. So I'm not teaching the mitt work class. It's, it's an e- little ego boost yeah. to be able to remember a 15 Yeah, for sure. Power. And, and you know, and it has some value in its high energy cardio. And uh, Coach Cisco's teaching the class. I think... He's got a pension for mitt work. He likes it a certain kind of way. Yeah. And I respect that. That's good. It's just it not fun. It's not my, I don't, I'm not holding mitts for just anybody because <laughs> people jack you up. Like uh, it's no joke. I'm going to take care of my body. Yeah. I'm going to take care of my shoulders, my wrists, my elbows, and I mean, I'm going to do it specifically right? sparingly. Yeah. No, and no. I'm not just holding for anybody. I mean, I have a little bit of experience <laughs> holding mitts for pros <sighs> and the wrists and the elbows take a beating. Yeah, you have to be really smart. I'm, um, I'm, I'm I want longevity. I prefer to just put the oh, that the tat. body suit yeah, on, yeah. and because I'm fat, you can just have at it. <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. Like people like that. Well, I have thought a few times. You know, if I need like higher level, I'm I'm only five five. You know, I've got big big kids around me. Yeah. So like for tomorrow's fight, uh, my guy Rath is gonna warm up David with mitts because. How am I a five five person gonna hold decent mitts for a six nine guy? That's that's stupid. So I just use my tools around me. Yeah, you know, and I mean, I use I use mitt work specifically. I just can't stand the blowing smoke up somebody's ass, making them think they feel good because you took their fifty bucks from them for a half hour of work and you Man, just made them feel good. That's a good revenue stream, though. I know, but I just I I like to. Maybe I'm shooting myself in the foot, but I just like to earn my money more honestly. I don't I don't want people to feel fake good. It could be you could use it as a stepping stone to something. Yeah, for sure. Um for example, you this is a component for you to move up to the next level of training. Yeah. To be able to do and yeah, I mean the, it's the, an the, if, if you learn to hold mitts right and stuff like that, yeah, that's cool. Like you learn to hold it near your face, not out to the side, so yeah. people are practicing missing. Yeah, like there's just all kinds of. I could just pick apart, all or kinds even of just shit. making a boxer extend right because yes, he with mitts is the person who's holding the mitts comes out to the yeah, punch. that's not good. It's like make the boxer extend, yes, please, and then and then do that. But the ability to learn a twenty punch combo. I mean, there's something to that. Well, maybe the, I don't, you went, what's, what, what is there to learn in a 20 punch condo other than you maybe mental focus or cardio? Well, that's the, well, you, I mean, I don't know, but cause I've never done a 20 punch combo. Cause, but I'm, cause I'm guessing, if you can get a three punch combo off in a fight, cool. <laughs> well, that's what I'm, so having a 20, okay, 20, having more, mm-hmm will just give you more muscle memory to know what you can do when the opportunity arises. Yeah, but see, on mitts with no punches coming back at you, you know. Yeah. Uh, and well, that's where you factor it in. Yeah, maybe. It's, I mean, and I'm recalling all of the conversations that we've had. Yeah, I know. Like, You're just trying to test me on my mitts. It is. It is I this just, is all about, this. actually, this is all about Floyd. Mm-hmm. This is all about Floyd. He popularized. And then I, I'm sure. going to put an example of what doing mitts is uh, in in in, uh, in in the post. Okay. Where Floyd Mayweather popularized, popularized doing mitts. Right? Yeah, but, but you know, um, when I think about that's for that's media workout. Like I guarantee mm. you, I guarantee you, I put money on it. 
that that is not what he no, does right. for training. But, but he that did made it. Yes. In, the cr- it's flashy. All, it's fun. It's a good training how montage. How many Creed movies has there been? Oh yeah, Mitz yes. is an integral part of yeah. the training for each of these Creed. It movies. makes for a good training montage. It, it looks good. It I does mean, look good. And it's and if somebody like uh, Floyd Senior and Floyd Junior or Roger and Floyd Junior doing Mitz, yeah, I mean they, I mean they basically are each other. They're flowing, flowing beautifully. Yeah, but. But There's so that's much not more for to Floyd it. to get better at boxing. No, it's just it's either a cool down or a warm up. Mm-hmm, there something. isn't there there isn't specific training techniques in it. And my biggest beef is usually people that have never boxed before usually do the mitts like that. Mm. Sometimes people who have done boxing and yeah. do boxing do the mitts like that. But most people, most coaches I know, use mitts as a training tool. Yeah. Like, do you ever, you you watch Mustafa's boxing? I love watching that coach, Coach Mustafa. Mm. Yeah. He, I just, I just like to watch coaches that like the boring fundamentals like me. We sure. just do that boring fundamentals. It's not going to make a training montage. But it works. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say next does not mean that what you did was boring. Yes. But you uh, are Carol boxing on YouTube just uh, pushed out a video mm. of you doing the how to counter a right hand. Yes. How to catch it with the step to the mm-hmm. side. And then, I mean, right there, that's yeah, that's fundamental. What, that's fundamentals. And yeah. You know what? That is a that is way harder than learning 10 punch. Yeah. combos yes <laughs> because not only do you have to wait to see what your opponent is doing you have to then do something with one hand and then your right foot your left leg has to do something <laughs> yes. and then your right foot has to follow and then yes. your body has to follow yes it's a lot it and you lot. have to deal with the punch coming at you so yes. right <laughs> and then you also that's just a get out of the way then you then the, then that's just like part one yes part two is what are you going to do with that that's right when you have your opponent off to the side, yes. you have the advantage. What are then you going to do? Yes. Like I, you can see why I have a job for the rest of my life. Man, There's, that is. It's never ending. It was like I was watching this video and the video is only three minutes long. Mm. But if you practice that, if you do it 10 times, you're going to be soaking in sweat. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Because that is the, there is a lot going on there. Yeah, it's a cool but drill. But you're only taking three steps. Yeah, crazy, huh? Yeah, you're only taking three steps. You're going to be soaking in sweat if you do it 10 times, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, liking, uh, I'm liking coming up. I'm having to write scripts, you know, for the, for the YouTube lessons. So it's yeah. actually making me really think, like, when I'm teaching my boxers, right. breaking stuff down. It's fun. I mean, you got to... I mean, for the regular YouTube viewing audience, it has to be super linear. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think linearly when you're, I mean, have you, I mean, I know this I, is your first one, but, yeah. but I'm just thinking about right now, I'm just thinking about a bunch of different drills and just putting them on there. And then what I'm really getting organized for is that I want to have an online training program and then that will be very, uh, fundamentally based and it will be from the ground up. it will be like, if you walk to me your first day, I'd start working with you. You wouldn't be throwing any punches. We'd work on your footwork, stance, cover, Man. And so I'm working on getting online material for that. But yeah, uh, the YouTube stuff, I just like to think about interesting things. Uh, like th- there's a million YouTube channels out there about boxing, there how to is. do it. And I'm trying to trying to do a little something that catches a little eye, do, does it a little different. And 
make something practical people could actually use in practice and apply for sparring. So I'm going to be the unsolicited <laughs> comments that you that uh, that you probably don't want. Yeah, go for it. Then and actually, that's some GCM from uh, Marrowstone, which we love. Shout out to Marrowstone. No, <clears throat> how what you did in this first video was, and I did it. Like I tried it. Oh, you did. Cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, dope. and I'm tired. Oh, That's cool. And I'm, this is all from super experience. Like, watch this video. You do it 10 times, you're going to be tired. Yeah. Because the, every muscle in your body is being used. Yeah. And your brain. Yeah. It isn't a mindless push no. or pull or squat or stand no. up. It is look, react, move, but then all of your muscles have to do something yeah. in harmony in order for you to effectively get out of the way. So that you don't get punched in the face. Yeah. What I would say is start that off with a fighting example. And you can do that without the YouTube Mm -hmm. uh, barking at you with copyright stuff. Oh, yeah. So whatever, uh, like this particular one with catching Uh and then out of the way, find a video of someone doing that. Oh, yeah. And then just put that up there first and say, yeah. this is what he did. Yeah. And then boom, do it. Yeah, that sounds fun. And then that gives someone a real life example. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, people who know all that stuff can make it so that the YouTube doesn't copyright you. Yeah. But uh, unless you're monetized already, who cares? Yeah, it's not going to be. I mean, you have to get like a thousand subscribers. So, like so it's it's, so it's, it's going to be a while. Yeah. I'm, so I'm just. It. Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, building content and um you know pushing my brain and uh you know honestly you know i'm 51 this year and uh, i'm just looking for you look fantastic thank you italian and boxing it (laughs) helps i'm just looking for uh, what are ways that i can use my knowledge and share it and make money um and if that's possible great and if not i mean i'm making money running my gym and training people but you know i'm just looking for other ways, other ways that I can get material out there. And I have a pension for boxing mechanics, and I'm really good at mechanics. And, and we didn't even talk about your, mm-hmm. can we talk about it? About functional patterns? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm a functional pra- pra- patterns practitioner. That's how I train all my fighters. Yeah. Just on body mechanics. And, and you know, so two things. One, I've trained with Coach a few times about functional patterns. Mm-hmm. And although I don't fight, it it helped my golf. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. And I, mean, I don't know if this is the endorsement that you want to be able uh-huh. to help your golf. <laughs> no, I, I think absolutely. I mean, when I walk around and see the state of people's bodies just walking around, it's scary. I mean, we're getting further and further from nature and people's bodies are messed up and people's bodies are getting messed up a lot earlier. Like I'm getting more 25 and 30 year olds that are already in a lot of pain, scoliosis, uh, knee, ankle, hip problems. And so, uh, you know, I I want them to move better. Yes. Sitting and being sedentary, uh, processed foods. Like I'm getting this stupid thing now where my hands hurt. That sucks. 
for like, uh, but I know that my hands hurt because of the way that I hold my stupid phone. Oh. Because I have a humongous telephone. Oh, yeah. So I'm having to hold it like this. Yeah. So my pinky is bearing the weight of the phone. That's interesting. So when I'm doing something, I will notice. That's what's getting sore. It is. It's just bonkers. It is super crazy. Yeah. But then well, I pick up wife's phone and it's like half of this. And it's like, how do you do anything on this? <laughs> you this need is, the big phone. It's like, this is completely useless. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. Completely useless. So I will stick with my phone. Yep. Figure out another way to hold your pinky. Yeah. But then, <laughs> but, but then at the same time, our bodies can adapt so quickly mm, to stress. Yes. But we just need to get there. Right. So I've been riding my bike more. Mm -hmm. I have a spin bike at home. And uh, after about four of uh, so I had stem cells on my knees. Mm -hmm. uh, The audience knows about this. I don't want to bore them more. But I'm just barely within the last few months being able to do real hard workouts. That's cool. And uh, so I've been doing these harder workouts on my spin bike, Uh which can be pretty pretty tough yeah it's all quad all butt all hamstring but what i've been noticing that is that i've been pushing more down on the handlebars and i've been getting pain on my wrist on my left hand so then i thought that's because i'm leaning more than i should yeah so then the last few times i've ridden the bike i've purposefully stood up more Uh and not push so much more Uh on my my quads get toasted. Yeah. So it's like these little things that you have to pay attention to, but you can only really do that if you've trained someone that has told you how to pay attention to that. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm not a big fan of uh, cycling for exercise. Uh, for commuting, I am. But yeah. I, I get what you're doing, and um, it's, it's it's more of it's more of if you haven't exercised, mm. you need to know what your body is telling you. Yeah. And then the problem too, is that we have a lot of misinformation out there about, about what you should and shouldn't listen to and how you should push through things or what's really good or what's not good. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. You, you body awareness is huge and we are as a society have pretty poor body awareness. We absolutely do. And then like, you just can't do something like the things that you do have to be correct. Yeah. Whereas, well, I mean, in the right just, context, right? Correct. Uh-huh. So I cycle because it is uh, low impact on my knees, <clears throat> but you have to do it correctly in order for it to be low impact on your knees. Yeah. If your seat is, if the seat height isn't correct, if your seat distance from the handlebars is incorrect if your handlebar height is incorrect if your handlebar distance (laughs) from the seat is incorrect Mm -hmm. then you're going to have disproportionate pressures yeah and i I would argue on your body i would argue that you're going to have disproportionate pressures just biking because because your pelvis and your rib cage don't rotate reciprocally like you stay static Mm. so your hips don't like in running or walking mm-hmm. or throwing, uh, your hips and rib cage don't, um, in biking, don't do what they're supposed to do. So the context of the movements aren't quite right. So right. you're always going to, the reason you feel your quads load up is because you don't really transfer to your hamstrings or to your glutes or to your back or to your rib cage. And so that's right. problematic. Right. 
I agree. Yeah. Agree. But I can understand. I mean, I understand. Yeah, I love my bike. Yes. And uh, so in order to, if you really want to take it, well, for me to take advantage Mm -hmm. really of what I'm doing, like I need to only feel it in my quads, my hamstrings and my calves, which then makes me study the movement of the stroke. Mm -hmm. And so, so. I, well, for cyclists, they don't want to have movement in their upper body. Yeah. Because you're losing your force. Yeah, that's it. that's so interesting because it's really not good for you because <laughs> your hips and ribs are connected. And, and so you're anchoring half of your body that's supposed to be helping generate well, I, force. I'm assuming the idea is then that there's no loss of energy. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Because uh, so if I'm running, I'm not losing energy. I sh- if, if I'm a good runner, yeah, I mean, then uh, I get my force back when my foot hits the floor. It goes back through me and it cycles through me. And, and uh, like there's a bunch of spirals and bending and there's spirals and bending going on in running and in our movement. Yeah. Same thing in throwing mechanics. If you're throwing a punch... There's a spiral happening in the legs. Uh, you're rotating your hips. You're rotating your rib cage. The one side's anchoring. One side's throwing. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on across the body. Um, I don't know. It's not. It's only inefficient when it takes like the wrong route or stuff slides maybe too far to the left or too to the right. Yeah. Or I don't, you you just want you want everything spiraling and circling back into you basically. Hmm. Okay. Well, I don't. It's, I don't know. It's interesting. I'm not smart if, enough to respond to you. Yes, to you are. You, you did. You felt you felt your glutes and your legs more than when the, I was working with you. That uh, was the, the well. That was the purpose of. Yeah, it was right. to work on the gait cycle uh, yeah. aspects of the gait so cycle. The, the how it helped my golf was to understand where my heel, knee, hip and shoulder placement were uh-huh. right. So yeah. th- that's basically what I want to say is that you, if, if you aren't active and you don't, you don't play a sport, but then you start doing something and you're like, Oh, this hurts. And like this hurts. Mm-hmm. And then you stop like, don't. Yeah. What you need to do is find someone that yes. will tell you how to move. Yes. Because we don't inherently know how to move. No, I just remember when I was boxing, my shoulder, my shoulder wouldn't do the right thing. And my coach would be like, pop your shoulder. I'm like, well, what do you mean? Pop my shoulder. Hmm. Sit down on your punch. Well, what do you mean? Sit down. on my, what, what? I don't understand what you're saying. Like he would show me, but he wouldn't be able to get my body to do it. Yeah. Well, that's where I actually have a skill. Yeah. Uh, I can take a person who doesn't know how to do that and get them to do it. Yeah, we need to we need to learn how to do it. Yes. You can't just take 25 years of no. doing nothing active. No. Throw it into a active situation and then think that we're going to know how to do it. No. no not even. The, that's not uh I mean you that, that's just not how things work. We need no. to be told how our body moves. Yeah. And how to feel. I mean, actually the only reason that I know that I can speak about this this much and mm-hmm. then I'm 
like my fingers are an inch apart <laughs> intelligently was because I was a super big bodybuilding fan for a long time. They have a lot of body awareness. And they, that's all, that was a big chunk of what they spoke about was the mind muscle connection. Yeah. And you need to work on that. Yeah. That just doesn't come. Like if you need, if you want to learn how to move your lat on the left side or contract it, then you need to really focus on what that means or the whatever. Yeah, there's definitely an important cerebral connection. The, you and have the, to your know brain's part of your nervous system and your bodies are, your muscles are innervated. So right. they're definitely connected. Exactly. And I think I lost a bunch of things. Like, <laughs> my boy Kelly is over here. He's like, oh, he likes bodybuilding. And then he called me a derogatory term. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, but they are a bunch of super big dudes and super, super little tiny Speedos. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you may call me that it, too. It isn't so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it. It was well, super good. They kind of like, unfortunately, they don't like produce functional, like good, run, yeah. you know, bodies, but they do know just for beauty. a lot of smart things. And um, if you could keep it more for move, like, yeah, there's there's you if you're a bodybuilder, you are not. A, you, it's not like the combine or the Pro Bowl <laughs> no. or anything like that. It's like literally, how do you look? Yeah. And you are training for that. Yeah. But that A to Z to get you there, um, there's a ton of science behind yeah, that. It's pretty interesting. And there's a ton of uh, scientists and trainers and new um Neutrologist. That's probably not the right word. <laughs> it sounds good. It sounds <clears> like a new it. career. Um, all right. So we've spoken for a super long time. All right. So um, send us off with tell us more about our Carol boxing. Mm. Uh, if you want to learn to fight, uh, whether you're actually going to get in the ring or not, but you just want to learn to fight, uh, we're definitely in the gym for you. You want to work hard, want to be part of a really cool community that. Uh, has a wide range of people in it. You definitely want to come into my gym. Um, you'll get trained by people who fight. Uh, you'll That's the best part. Man, that's a lot of nice. Mm. That's and, really good. Yes, you want to get trained by people who fight uh, and people who are really invested in you uh, learning about your body and getting better. Uh, just I'm really pleased with how the coaches are coaching. They're running really nice classes. Uh, they're very engaging they're very difficult uh, mentally and physically. I like that. Uh, sparring is definitely, I think everybody should get hit. So you should practice uh, and get ready to get hit. I'm too pretty, though. <laughs> you are. But you didn't get hit. You got hit a few times and kept your prettiness. But, yeah, I just think that that um, we're a small gym. We like being a small gym. Uh, we really like hardworking people. Uh, I, I live in a sweet little bubble every day. I just work on boxing and people's bodies, and I enjoy my job a lot. I enjoy the environment a lot. I think it's a, a great gym. It's way beyond me now, so I just kind of show up and Ooh, do my job. That's a good thing to say. I've mm -hmm. never heard you say that before. What does that mean? It just means that that uh, it's beyond me. Like it, it used to be just me in there. And it used to be me driving things, and uh, now it's, like, beyond me. It's, like, uh, uh, I have a really good staff, and they all do a really nice job. And I know I'll get, as these guys move on, I'll get new staff in that'll do a nice job. It's just, uh, it's, like, all my hard work is 
come to fruition. Oh, that's and, fantastic. Yeah, and I'm this is, I just love it. This is what I want the show to be. It's like I'm I'm super curious mm-hmm. now if people would go back and listen to the first couple of shows that we did mm. of where you were in the process and then yeah. now it might be a little bit different. It, it's very different, and I'm telling you, COVID really was the. It's like the best, worst thing that ever happened to me. And well, it filtered out, right? So it filtered out who really wanted to. It, it filtered out who really uh, who really believed my vision, I yeah. think, and, or, or people that wanted to do their own vision, and that's okay too. Uh, but just people that believed in my vision, and it also just filtered out my desire to deal with anything that wasn't about solving a problem. And that wasn't about moving forward and that wasn't about producing good fighters or producing good body movement. And I really care about nothing else much at all. Mm. And uh, it just really helped me hone in and basically not give a shit about (laughs) anything really anymore. I I know what I want. I know what I want. I'm going to get it. And uh, and I just want to enjoy my life. Uh, I just want to be of service to people and uh, make a living. I just am enjoying myself that way. And uh, I have a beautiful space of a gym and uh, I'm pretty excited about it. Indeed. Indeed. (laughs) So let's, uh, where do you want people to go? What do you want people to do? Do you want people to contact you and how do they do so? I can go to arcaroboxing.com. It's arcaroboxing at Gmail and go to the YouTube channel or caroboxing on the YouTube. And uh, if you want to see lessons, see boxer interviews, uh, you want to look at our social media and IG. You can see what we're doing all the time on our stories, on our reels, and on our posts. Um, yeah, just check it out. And uh, um, you can do online training. You can do training in the gym. It just depends what you want to do. But uh, uh, we probably have it for you if Beautiful. it has something to do with boxing. So my addition to that is um, – if you want to work out at a place that has beautiful, huge windows that <laughs> lets a lot, a whole lot of natural sunlight in and you don't want to feel that you're in a dungeon, <laughs> Arcaro is a place for you. It's yeah. a gorgeous place. And if you want to feel that people are paying attention and then you're just not a slot that they're fitting in their roster. Yeah. Uh, head on down. Well said. Uh, go to their website. They have um, sparring fundamentals. So if you are a little bit adventurous and want to know what it's like to get in there and then hit somebody, then they might hit you back. Yeah. They have sparring fundamental class once a month. Once a month. And on the website, go to our Carol Boxing. There's going to be a button up there that says reserve your spot. Um, it is updated. <laughs> 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 For the most part, very promptly. Yeah, you're good. And then uh, the mitts. We spoke about the mitts. Mm-hmm. Um, those are twice a month. Yeah, twice a month. Saturday. month. Yeah, the twelfth so and the twenty sixth this the month. The twelfth and the twenty sixth, and then those are be updated soon. It's once it's it's every month that we're gonna have they're gonna have these uh, sparring and. Uh, mitts fundamental classes so that you can just get a taste of it because yeah. the sparring is nice. Yeah. Like I'm kind of interested to go to see if I can. You should do it. It's really fun. I can fun. take it. You should do it. I'm going to cry though if I get hit in the face. Nah, you'd be good. Uh, the mitts I'm a little bit more in tune to because that's more fun. It's very, <laughs> like it makes you feel good to be able to do these mitts. Yeah. But definitely go and check it out. Arcaroboxing.com. That's right. Um, and then, um, Man, we need to have a site. 
we need to have a page on there just to what like the pros are doing. Yeah, probably get that going, especially yeah. as I, I get more now that we're starting to come out of this fog and yeah. I'll start knowing what's up. Yeah, that'd be good. And then the amateurs. Um, actually, before we go, should we talk anything about the the um, uh, amateur? Uh, the Reyes invite tomorrow, 4 p.m. Yeah, uh, so be gone. Fitness Quest. Oh, yeah. So that, they won't hear this. They won't hear this. That's right. <laughs> you won't hear this. You won't hear this. Yeah, the 26th and the 27th fun. at the New Hope Center. Uh, What's New the Oasis. next one? Do you know what it is? 26th and 27th of February in Tacoma. Okay. They'll hear that. What's yeah. that one called? That one's called uh, the Junior Golden Gloves. Okay. And so the seniors can match up in it. The juniors uh, are looking to advance to go to the regional junior Golden Gloves. Okay. So yeah, that's the that's gonna be in Tacoma, uh, the Oasis of Hope Center. Uh, that'll be on. You'll see it on our Carol Boxing's uh, social media and the Pacific Northwest Boxing social media. Beautiful. All right, Coach. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was nice to be here. I'll give you one, uh, another parting word segment. Yeah. From me to parting words to people? Yeah. Well, as always, box on. Beautiful. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Our Heart Radio. And um, I don't know. There was another one. And uh, don't forget to follow us on social CZ Media Podcast. Um, it's pretty funny. I tried to put some funny stuff up there. Um, give us a rating. It would be nice. Kelly, you haven't rated us yet. That would be <laughs> nice if you did. It's my boy, Kelly. I rated his podcast, and he has not rated mine. That's not fair. That's whack. Um, uh, so, yeah, listen to that. And then don't forget to check out the sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. Oh, I want a taco right now. And then Soulmates. My sneaker collection is full of sheesh. I mean, you saw my sneaker collection yeah, before, no, Coach. No comment. Man, it is so much better now. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's better. Man, it is so much better now. Yeah, have fun. And uh, thank you so much. And then this will probably be, I'm probably going to take a couple weeks off because the CZ Media Podcast Studios are moving, which sucks. Uh, and it's exciting oh, it's exciting and it sucks but we're moving to a new spot i'm gonna try to do video in the next spot oh nice yeah the, the, that's this whole other thing that i'm trying to do that's cool but i might not be around for the next couple weeks um, i might try to get another one in there but uh thank you everyone so far and uh, we'll see you in the next one sounds Adios. good <laughs>